would be probably the best one uh, to introduce kids to World War II, I think. Yeah, because I'm a big World War II fan and World War I. And welcome to the Recap Book Chat. Thank you so much for stopping by. I'm Hi, it's me, Jonah, and I'm here with my buddy, George. And we are talking about what book, Jonah? 20 and 10. By Claire Hutchett Bishop. Written in... 1951 but it was published in 1952 uh, a little caveat here it also was published under the name the secret cave oh i didn't know that and made into a movie called um miracle at m-o-r-e-a-u-x okay french word and so where where did you hear about this book because this is one that you actually read to me when i was a kid yeah, isn't that, and that ironic? I, yeah, so where did you first hear about it? I'm thinking that um, this might have been uh, one that was on my list in college that uh, to read. The reason I like it, it was because even if you don't like historical fiction, it's a short read and it's so timely and you learn a lot just by this little, and I've never had a kid not like it. Mm. It's so It packs a punch. you liked it? Every every class that I had that we've read that I've read this to loved it. I I really liked it too. In 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 there somewhere there's a quote where the the uh, well the first chapter starts out with the kids playing a game. Do you remember the name of the game? Yes, I think I mean I remember what there. It was like about baby and Jesus. Yeah, it's called Flight into Egypt, and they needed a Mary, a Joseph, and a baby Jesus, and they're fleeing from King Herod. Yeah. And uh, that's supposed to kind of draw a parallel to the Jewish kids in the war. They're fleeing to get away. So that's that's kind of a cool way to begin. Might be a little confusing. Read past that, and then um, you'll get into the story where these that why do we call it 10 20 and 10 because there's 20 orphanages and there's wait what is that is yep, that right keep keep going and there's 10 jewish kids yes good job and that was one of the quotes that i kind of remember i didn't get to write that down but it's like uh, the nun said if we take them in we can't we can't tell anyone no matter what the nazis do to us when, so, when, we, when I heard, first heard about 20 and 10, I thought it was like there's like 20 soldiers and there's 10 kids and the 20 soldiers are trying to look for them and the 10 kids are just like running away. That's what I thought 20 and 10 was about because when you get the book, they're hiding in the cave. And when I saw that, I thought they were like just homeless kids that like they just met up somehow and now they're just like running away. And there's Nazis trying to look for them. That's what mm. I thought when I, when I first saw the book. Well, Claire Hutchett Bishop, she actually grew up in France. So, and she opened uh, France's first library for children. Wow. And she so, was actually, she was Swiss though. So 
but, but she and, was all you, around that yeah i know you're, you i think i've read this to jonah and to you when you were little there's a book called the five chinese brothers and she also yes. wrote that you remember that it's such a good one yeah. it is such a good one so in this you don't remember it well your no. mom can read it to you but in this when i read this to my class uh i would always pass out chocolate now why would i pass out some chocolate one little bitty tiny square of chocolate why would i do that oh, I, because you're passing out a little chocolate because in 20 and 10 when the jewish kids comes uh the was it george that handed it out he, no Henry was the 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 French boy. He's kind of the head, the oldest French boy, and he gave some of his soup to one of the Jewish kids, and mm -hmm. the Jewish kids gave him a piece, like a tiny little piece of chocolate. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then what is amazing is that they just touch it. They lick their finger and then touch the chocolate because it's like a delicacy. Mm. and um it, they actually hide it yeah, they bury yeah. it they find a cave and they hide it or do they just bury it no they put it like under a rock and something you know but oh, yeah. there's a little going on between janet and the other girl she's a little jealous a little jealousy which is normal i guess uh yeah. in the life of children but they do a good thing they they hide they hide the 10 and they have to keep them quiet and then when the nazis come and um it's it's scary have you ever thought though that that chocolate kind of saved actually i was not the chocolate necessarily but the fact of the giving of the chocolate saved the jewish kids because when he gave henry the chocolate henry likes janet who is the narrator of the story janet and henry they decide to hide it and they, so they're going to hide the chocolate in the woods and they stumble across this little cave. That's so if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the giving of the chocolate, I don't think they would have ever found the cave, which ends up saving the Jewish kids. Yeah, that's true. So the and, power of giving. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I, I think that this is kind of a truish, true story. Yeah, hmm. and I'm, if it's not a true story, then I guess it could happen. Well, I mean, I think they, the Janet was, because I've, Janet, J-O-L-Y, was supposed to, I think it was kind of based on a real incident that occurred in France during World War II. Oh, for a boarding school. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe it's not an orphanage. I always just assumed it was an orphanage. Yeah. Because I, I I thought it was a school, a, just a Catholic school. Oh, okay. But you yeah. know the reason they're living there, if you remember, in World War Two, kids were displaced. Yes. So they might like have parents, but like there is someone taking like like care of them. Like there's someone that like mothers them. That's yes. Yeah, she's the the nun, Sister yeah, Gabriel. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's Sister Gabriel. So I guess other countries did that too. Yeah, uh, I, I always associate that with England when they sent their the kids to, which that was something we found. Jonah has a World War II book he got for his birthday. I didn't realize that they sent them all over the country. I mean, all over the world. I thought they just sent them to the English countryside, these kids, but 
some of them ended up in Brazil, some of them uh, Canada. They went everywhere. So, yeah, I didn't know that. I mean, it, it, there's so much that we don't understand about, uh, you know, like their lack of food. And, um, you know, I loved how the kids, when they brought, here's 20 kids and their, their soup is already pretty watered down. And they're going to share that watered down soup. And because your heart needs to be bigger than your stomach. Mm -hmm. And I think that was, that was beautiful. That was. And you know, and at first they didn't realize that because you had to have a ration card to get any food. And so the kids were like, well, you know, they were the ration cards and all that. And the sister Gabriel's like, they, they can't have ration cards because they're, you know, they're trying to hide. The Nazis would know where they are if they had ration cards. So then it, it takes on a whole new meaning of what the kids were required to do. And to their credit, they did an amazing job. And I love that this is based on a true story. That's powerful that uh, a group of kids had that much compassion, you know. And this book, you know, uh, what would you say? It's only like 76 pages. This could be read easily in a week. Oh, I mean, it could be, yes, easily, easily, easily. It's a very quick read. It was a good read aloud. So it's, the, the chapters aren't very long. It's very short, but it's, it's meaty, you know? And mm -hmm. actually Sister Gabriel, she had to go to go get food because they're running low on supplies. And so the kids are by themselves, and she hasn't come back when she's supposed to. And then they see Nazis coming. So that would be pretty scary. And yeah. that's when they're playing their game. Uh, that, the, the fact that they've done this game over and over again, there's a big climax at the end and it really comes into play. So it has a cool ending too. It does. What was your favorite part, Jonah? My favorite part is when like they like risk kind of like they risk their lives to like save because like at the night time they got all the bed they snuck out they got the food and that's like you could get killed you know yes and then the funniest part is when uh when like when they were out and she and like the Nazi saw them and she was trying to make an excuse and, and then one of the Nazis says like what is she doing he's talking about when so they it was brave because the nazis had been there and they were staying there a while and they knew the jewish kids didn't have any food or water so they knew they had to get supplies to them but it was very dangerous because they didn't want to lead the nazis to them and they didn't want to get caught and so um some some kids bravely took supplies but when the girl was coming back, they they did see her, but they she said she was just going to the bathroom. So yeah, and then she had to play like she was dumb. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, because like when they saw the Nazis, the twenty kids they all said play dumb. Like and they, they don't answer any question, right? Don't say anything because they were afraid <laughs> someone would say, so they said nothing. Yeah, so like when they ever they ask them a question, all they do is like just put their shoulders up, like I don't know. And but that had to be scary for the kids, you know. Yeah, Very scary. And like it, like you had to like 
watch out, especially like they went out at the night time. Like you could like trip on a rock. It could like a snake could like bite you. Anything can happen. So who was your favorite character? George. Why? Because I was so favorable named George. Oh. And he's also here with me too. He's also, he's with me right now. He's my buddy. I have to say my favorite was Henry. I'm like, he really stepped up and he was kind of the leader and he's the one that told the kids, Don't, let's not say anything, really, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then also they all, like, they also they couldn't say their real names but like when they were playing they made it like Joseph and Jesus and they all say they're like their one name, like like when they like when the Nazis said like what's your name they they said like Joseph or Mary or something. I kind of like Janet the narrator and, and because she's pretty honest she's a little jealous of the other girl Denise and she doesn't you know she's a little jealous about that but yet she she's focused on keeping the Jewish kids safe and um, yeah. she's brave. So I, I like that. that uh... a, this isn't from the book, but we were talking about the author. And I thought this was good. But one of her quotes uh, is, government is too big and too important to be left to the politicians. <laughs> <laughs> so, Well, I, I think there's a time period there where it always had kids that were like in the, you know, 7 to... 12 range and then suddenly they will there won't be an adult around because sister gabriel is apprehended and she doesn't come back she went to get food she doesn't come back so at their most vulnerable point that's when the nazis show up Mm -hmm. and so it kind of has you like on the edge of your seat are these kids going to be able to hold up and they do surprisingly really well it, but there is, but here's, but then the, the climax too is, so the older kids do well, but there's a little boy named Lewis and I can't remember how, he's walking and talking I think barely. he's like four or three but they, or they, four. they carry him a lot. So yeah. Yeah. He, wasn't he Jesus? Yes. Yeah, he was he baby was Jesus. Jesus. So little kids will say things, they, there's no filter. So that's nerve wracking because you're like, oh no. Lewis, don't say anything. He did something because all he did, like he did something because he wanted like a ball. Oh, that was an orange. That's another thing. The Nazis brought in a big box of all this fruit and food that they haven't seen for, haven't seen in years, really. I, I mean, that is telling because here these kids are, they haven't been full in a long time and they're trying to bribe them mm. with food. Yeah. And like, I think that like, he said something about like, where's the Jewish kids? And they're like, if you, like, if you tell us the Jews, like, if you tell us where the Jewish kids are, then they're like, give you the ball or all the fruit and stuff. I mean, how hard would that be if you're literally starving and there's a big box of, food in front of you and and these kids they don't really know them you know so to protect someone they don't know 
I'm just very impressed. And I, and I do think that, that you know, uh, when, when it all comes down to it, you know, it's kind of like a basketball team. Everybody thinks the tall one is the most important player on the team, but a lot of times it comes down to might be the smallest player on the team that shoots that free throw and wins the championship. Mm-hmm. Same thing in this story. It really comes down to little Lewis. And he, 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 he comes through, but it's not about the bigger kids. It was the younger one that, uh, you're only as strong as your weakest link, right? <laughs> yeah. And in, in the, the story, it was amazing. I think the first time I read it, I didn't even know that it was a, a true story or from a true story. It's like Lori Ingalls Wilder books are from truth, but because they're not documented, she's in historical fiction. That's the same way with this one. It's in historical fiction, but oh. it's not documented. You've got to okay. have... You know, for it to be like a nonfiction, it, it has to be all down there. So Yes. And I'm not sure why they changed the name when they re-released it in the 70s to The Secret Cave. I'm not sure. So it's 20 French kids are at, are, they're sent to live in the mountains with Sister Gabriel, a nun, who teaches and cares for them. That's what I, I so they're not really orphans. Okay. It's funny because I guess I didn't get that, but now that makes sense. They're, they're refugees really. But the Jewish kids are orphans. Mm. So that's kind of probably what happened. And they have been, they have fled from the Nazis. Mm. I thought that was an orphanage. Yeah. Well, it would be easy to kind of confuse it, but let's not forget how hard it was for the Jewish kids to stay in that. And when we say cave, it's very tight. Very tight. Yeah, it's like harder than the room item is. It's way tighter. So this is a good book, I feel like, as an introduction for kids who are interested in World War II things because it's not very graphic. It, because some of World War II is just too graphic. And so this is a great introduction into the Nazis and what they were kind of like and how Jewish kids were treated. And and then ration cards, what that was, they they kind of go into, yeah, you know, th- there's an introduction into that people couldn't just go get food; they had to have a ration card and only get a certain amount for each person. Is it like like your um, is it like your credit card kind of? No, no. Uh, it it there was gas ration. And there was food ration. And we even had that in this country. I looked that up and I showed it to my class. And uh, so you could only have so much sugar, so much this. And and if you ran out, you just didn't make a birthday cake. You didn't get it. And that's what they're talking about. What a great lesson on uh, courage, kindness, integrity, ingenuity, all that comes together. And the kindness is big, though. Yes, so big. Yeah. I think that, and I, uh, I think you're right. It would be a great intro. Mm-hmm. I really like the whole entire, like, the, like every single one, they all like work together to hide the Jews. I mean, not Jews. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. They're Jewish kids. Okay. So, it, so really, I mean, it, this is a good teamwork thing too, because they did all have to work together so if some if all it would take was one person to let something slip 
or you know let the nazis know where it, it was just one person had to but they all were strong and they all worked together yeah because they all have like they all have like they all work together too so there's different levels and you're right you could read this aloud to even a second grader because jonah's in second grade or yeah. if you want to then a, a fourth or fifth grader could read it to themselves Mm-hmm. And then later on, oh, you might want to read one called like Number the Stars. I don't know if you remember that one. That that one's up a little bit, but this would be probably the best one uh, to introduce kids to World War II, I think. Yeah, because I'm a big World War II fan and World War One. Look, when we read a book, we think, like, what can I take away from this book? So what what do you think the theme, what did Claire uh, Bishop want us to take away from this? I think she was wanting to do a book about World War II for kids. So I think her takeaway, uh, I think all the things you already said basically are compassion and an awareness of what the both sides had to go through and then uh, teamwork too and and bravery what that was like to be put on the spot and and be able to basically they were they were risking their lives to save these 10 kids that they didn't know true yeah i really like the book it's it's like really good so what do you think she was trying to get across I think she was trying to get across, like, helping out other people that you don't know. Like, helping other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, like, if you see someone that's probably, like, had a hurt arm and they, and, like, they played with something and then they got hurt and they're trying to, like, pick it up and they had a hurt arm, you could help them take that up, you know? take out the toys or something. I love how Claire Bishop used the parallel of the Jews in Jesus' time and that what was happening to them. And then all these years later, it was still happening. They're still being persecuted and they're still fleeing. I thought that was a very interesting parallel. I loved how she utilized that. I did too. I think that was it. And that may confuse people at the first because if you don't know about that in the Bible, the flight to Egypt, you know, because that's what they call the game. Yeah, flight to Egypt. If I was one of the kids, and we're doing a play, and, and they're doing 20 and 10, I would pick to be George. What would you pick if you, if they were a play, if you wanted to be someone, who would you pick, Mom? I would pick Janet. Who would you pick, Nana? Janet. She's telling the story, so and I think she's 11 in the story. She's 13 when she's telling the story, so I just think it's, the story wouldn't have been told without Janet. It's true. And he, I really liked the book. It was so good, wasn't it? What was your favorite part, Mom? I think my favorite part was actually when um, Henry did give him the soup and Henry said I'm not hungry 
and he's literally starving but he knows that these kids have it worse than he does and and i so, so that and and really for him to do that he was the leader because this is right when the kids first came so it could have gone it could have gone badly if the kids had been like i'm not sharing you know like the, but henry kind of led the led with our i think arthur was the jewish kid's name and he told arthur mm -hmm. i'm not hungry you can have mine and so i think that was just that was such a beautiful moment and i think that's just how we should be i mean they shared their food and also blankets mm -hmm. and they had to get them to the kids without being seen and i mean uh it it shows you what you you know we, i think we sometimes limit ourselves and we just say because something's hard oh it can't be done but the kids didn't say that the kids said how are we going to do it yes what was my favorite part, uh, the ending which i know your mom doesn't like me to divulge the ending so it's funny though so i kind of like humor in the midst of this book you do not think there'll be humor but there is and it's and it it's cute Yes, but you have to read it. Yeah, I know you don't read like me killing the ending, so I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm under a gag order. <laughs> no spoiler alerts. I think that's a wrap on twenty and ten. See you next time on the recap book chat. Keep those book lights burning and those brain cells churning as the pages are turning. Good rhyme. We'll see you on the next one. Bye.